Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Sports Travel Podcast, where we interview leaders from throughout the sports event industry. This is Justin Shaw, Associate Editor of Sports Travel. And today, our guest is J.C. Poma, Executive Director of Sports, Visitation, and Entertainment at Play Chesterfield in Chesterfield, Virginia. But before we begin, first, a word from our sponsor. This episode of the Sports Travel Podcast is being sponsored by the Teams Conference and Expo, the world's largest gathering of sports event organizers and the destinations and suppliers that serve the sports event industry. Teams 24 will be held in Anaheim, California from September 23rd through 26th, 2024. The conference will again feature the co-location of the U.S. Olympic and Paralympic SportsLink program and NGB Best Practices Seminar as well as the annual symposium of the National Congress of State Games. For more details on everything Planet Teams, please visit teamsconference.com. And now, on to the conversation. J.C. Poma spent almost seven years with Richmond Region Tourism, working his way up from manager to director to vice president before leaving earlier this year. He didn't venture far, as he went about 20 miles south of Richmond to the small city of Chesterfield, Virginia. Since arriving in Chesterfield, his task has been to build up the Play Chesterfield brand and both utilize and upgrade the various facilities in the area. Poma's philosophy of building from within has Play Chesterfield focused on creating spaces for residents to play and interact while also looking to bring in tournaments and events from outside the county to drive revenue. All right, so we're here with J.C. Poma, the Executive Director of Sports, Visitation, and Entertainment for Play Chesterfield in Virginia. To start things off, can you give us an overview of what you and Play Chesterfield have started with the Sports, Visitation, and Entertainment Department? How big of a team do you have, and what's the mission statement? Yeah, absolutely. Well, appreciate you having me on. I've been with Chesterfield County, Virginia for seven months now, but really not new to this industry. We've been partners with Richmond Region Tourism, and we have seven jurisdictions in this area. So very familiar with Chesterfield County. And really, the process of getting to where we are today has been years in the making. Chesterfield County sports tourism really is a relatively new phenomenon. Everyone has been thinking about sports tourism, building venues, building brands. But sports tourism really is 10, 12 plus years old. And so Chesterfield County, Virginia, in 2016, acquired a complex that we call River City Sportsplex. It's a currently a 12-field, about to be 16-field soccer, lacrosse, rectangular complex. And so we started thinking about sports tourism and getting us to May of 2023. Um, when I was hired and when we started this team over here in Chesterfield County, I say we started that in 2016 because we've been very intentional about our growth in Chesterfield County. And it's really been a resident first mentality. So when we acquired River City Sportsplex, it was truly a place for our residents to have an elite venue. And so we started partnering with Richmond Region Tourism and all the jurisdictions to grow sports tourism very, very distinctly. We did it as a region and we're proud to be a part of the Richmond region. Um, But really, when we started this department, it was to prioritize Chesterfield County at the local level. We've had Richmond Region Tourism, and where I came from, I should have mentioned, was Richmond Region Tourism. We've really had them to be a national presence. But as all of us know in this industry, sports tourism is our residents first. And yes, there's weekends where you prioritize sports tourism when maybe, you know, there's not a ton going on in your local market. But we realized in 2016 when we acquired River City Sportsplex, 
that we had to prioritize at the local level. That meant venue development. That meant storytelling. That meant very strategic partnerships. But really, most importantly, we had to give our partner at Richmond Region Tourism the information, the means to amplify Chesterfield County. And so when we started the sports visitation and entertainment department, um, it really is an all-encompassing department. It is not just sports tourism, uh, but one of the first initiatives we did here over the, the course of the last two or three months was we launched our Play Chesterfield brand. And really, Play Chesterfield is a way for us to connect with the rights holders, operators all across the country. But even more importantly, it is a brand for our residents to take pride in where we can you know, highlight impactful partnerships, tell the story of what sports means at the local level. Because I wouldn't be sitting here today if it weren't for the programs, the partnerships, the organizations, the people that we have in the county. And so it really starts locally. And that's really what I'd love to focus on with you today, because that's why we're here. I think that's why organizations all around the country are doing what they're doing to make sure our sports facilities are top notch again, for our residents. And then we amplify it with tourism and building a culture through sports that our residents are proud of because sports tourism grows at the local organic grassroots level. When you're playing sports, when you're hosting sports, when you have organizations that are thriving and growing, well, that's a place where, as we all know, sports tourism operators want to be. And so we really have the same mission here locally. It's to create that culture and to, in the end, build better venues for our residents. And we do that through tourism. And so it's really been a ground up process. But even though this department started in May of 2023, the groundwork was laid when we acquired Wiver City Sportsplex and have built to this point where we now have a four person dedicated team to do all of this and help us tell that story and be the best we can at the local level and then really amplify visitor spending, invigorate visitor spending through tourism to come back and, again, build better venues and really help out our business community. We all know the impact that sports tourism has. So you spent almost seven years uh, with Richmond Region Tourism. You worked your way up from manager to director to vice president. And then, like you said, you left earlier this year. So I, I think a lot of people, when they got to that vice president role, would have probably been happy to just kind of rest in their laurels and, and look at their accomplishments. So what made you uh, want to take on this challenge of starting something from the ground up in, in Chesterfield? Has it been overwhelming at all? Or did that groundwork that you put in, that everyone put in years before, kind of help the transition? Well, the groundwork's been a total team effort. It's not just Chesterfield County. Like I said, it is a very regional effort. We've been very, very collaborative in how we've built venues. You know, I will say that this job, this organization, this county, our residents very much appealed to me. And this wasn't a decision I obviously took lightly, but it, I also feel like the decision was made, as I said, since 2016. I've been working, you know, with our county administrators, our board of supervisors, really since we acquired River City Sportsplex. So it, it felt like home already. I didn't, I didn't feel like I was walking in on the first day and having to introduce myself to tons of people. We've become very accustomed to what sports tourism means for our region, for our county, for our residents. And so, yeah, everything's daunting in its own way. I think a lot of it was on the process end. I think anybody who's listen, listening to this, when you think about sports tourism, we all know, you know, it starts with your parks and rec departments, your local business community, your tourism bureau, your DMO, all those things, your hotel community. It really is the culmination of different parts of your hospitality community. But on the government side, we impact 
at every level. And so coming in, you know, the first few months was really about establishing that process with my former employer, Richmond Region Tourism, with, I mean, our Parks and Rec Department, they're amazing. And I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for our Parks and Rec Department. Uh, Neil Luther, who's our Director of Parks and Recreation, came from another jurisdiction to Chesterfield right before I did. That was very, very intentional for me of they are prioritizing venue development. They are prioritizing grassroots sports at the local level. And so I give all the kudos to our board and our administration and the leadership for going in this direction. But it appealed to me because of that culture we've been creating and working towards this. I think if you got any one of our leadership team in here right now, they would tell you the same thing. We weren't ready for this in 2019 pre-COVID. Um, coming out of COVID, the industry has changed. We all know that. The demand to recover tourism to, again, reinvigorate that tourism economy. I mean, you're fighting for every event. You're fighting for every different way to support your business and hospitality community. And we had to amplify that coming out of COVID. We had to prioritize telling our story to give Richmond Region Tourism that ability to go out nationally and do it. But we had to prioritize with all there is to do in the county, prioritize venue development. But again, going back to your original question, which is, what appealed? First and foremost, it is existing venues. We've talked about River City Sportsplex, but we have so many other national caliber venues from Swim RVA to Horner Park, to Rockwood Park, to Melothian Tennis Club, to Richmond Volleyball Club. I probably, I feel like I said Swim RVA. If I didn't Swim RVA, we have a collegiate D2 university, probably the best brand new 5,500 seat arena right in our backyard. So again, we're not doing this without venues. We get that, but also our sports culture. So we have so many programs, leagues, organizations, homegrown events. Uh, that's nothing, you know, we need to deep dive into, but you don't do sports tourism without your local partners, local leagues, the events they host and supporting those local events. And so I kind of looked at the overall picture of what do we have in the county? We have the commitment, we have the venues, we have the culture. It is the right time to come in and build this, build a brand storytell and to really, again, invigorate visitor spending and create something that our local leagues, organizations are working with us to get to, and that's new venues. And so when our, when our residents are thriving at first-class venues, so is our tourism. And that's been a big part of really outlining where we're going is venue development and that grassroots culture. So since taking the job, what's it been like to get the word out to event organizers uh, so they know this new department exists and that you have these facilities? I'm sure a lot of them are familiar with the area because they've done business with Richmond. But now that you're your own entity, uh, what's that process been like? Getting the word out to event owners and operators and the rights holders in this industry. The beauty of this industry is it's a relatively small industry. Uh, when I travel with my old colleagues at Richmond Region Tourism who are on the MNC side or whatever it may be, they are running through 10, 15, 20 leads a day. And that's awesome. It's a great side of the industry, very impactful for our county and the region. Um, but the sports side is a very relationship and intentional industry. And we all know it's so it's driven by our venues. And so coming over here, there wasn't much of a learning curve. You know, I've known our venues. I've been kind of selling them for the most part for the last seven years. So the biggest thing is the learning curve is going to be this new venue development that we're kind of looking at. And the beauty of Chesterfield County is we have the bones, I always say, 
already in our county. We already have 239 total fields between rectangular fields and diamond fields. And so the thing we haven't done in any one of our parks and rec staff, our administrations, we haven't prioritized the development of those fields. The grass hasn't been resurfaced. The, you know, the dirt hasn't been uh, leveled and all those sorts of things. So we're kind of working backwards a little bit. But the beauty of that is we have those existing bones. So we just announced our second destination sports complex, which is Daniel Park. It's a a fast pitch softball, slow pitch softball, youth baseball complex that's uh, being redone right now and will open in June of 2024. To redo that and make it a championship caliber destination complex, it costs us about $5.1 million. If you'd taken that complex and started it from brand new, you know, these days it's probably 50, 60 million. I don't know what the number is to do that. And so we've really prioritized those local venues. Those venues have been here. We may not have been actively being able to put a, you know, a USA softball national championship on those fields, but we can now. And so we've been working with a seven jurisdiction region. I've been working with a lot of these operators for the last seven years. So it really was a a, a pretty quick turnaround Diamonds sports really weren't a big part of you know Chesterfield's profile to this point. Um, last year we had in total, including the River City events, which is primary, we had 82 sports events in the county. This year, with the with the uh, kind of reimagining of the diamond sports on our side, which has been a pretty intentional focus. When Daniel Park reopens in June, we'll have 24 straight weekends of diamond sports. We've also gone ahead. We have so many other fields. May not be championship caliber yet, but they're 100% usable. We've been able to pair those together. So next year, really in 2024, we'll have 60 diamond sports weekends. So again, that low-hanging fruit, that growth was part of that, you know, why did I choose Chesterfield? Taking a look at our local venues using them with our residents, figuring out where that growth can be was very intentional for us. And it's going to lead to, you know, going from 82, 83 events to, you know, over 145, 150 events this year. So again, when we're invigorating visitor spending, diversifying our our local tax base, it it was a great model for us. And it's a model we're going to continue to do. We're going to look, we were just out yesterday touring all of our diamond fields. Again, it's where is the impact right now? Where are our local leagues playing? Because when they finish up in, you know, May, early June, we're going to use the heck out of them uh, for sports tourism. And so it really is a great model. And I'm blessed that we have 239 fields. So getting the word out really hasn't been that hard. It's been storytelling. I've got my colleague in here now. That's what we're focusing on right now is the storytelling of play Chesterfield, of our diamonds, of our venues, of our rectangular fields. And as we get to that point where we can develop new, that's going to be, again, easy. We're building that groundwork, that base, but we're starting at the local level. So what are some things maybe that you've learned in the seven months you've been there that you didn't know before, you know, working at Richmond, but now some things, now that you're starting this thing from scratch, what, what have you what have you learned even though you're an industry veteran? Oh, man, I, I have learned even more, I I knew it. I, I'm from Richmond, the Richmond region. Um, grew up, I've played in Chesterfield really all my life. You just forget how passionate people are about sports until you get back into the grassroots level. And, you know, I think I, I definitely miss that. Having kind of been at the RRT side, you rely upon your jurisdictions to do it at the local level. And then you go out there and tell that story and bid on events and things like that. But getting back and really getting 
you know, sitting down with the local field hockey club, local volleyball club, local soccer, pickleball, all these folks, they're so passionate about sports. And so our model, I hope other people will follow it, but it, it start with those leagues, start with those organizations, you know, and in some destinations, you may not have that, that culture of all these clubs and organizations. You may be a, you know, a, a largely bid on tour. And that's a great story too, because it's again, invigorating that vi- visitor spending, but just giving back and being in the local community. Um, we had, you know, two days ago, we kind of finalized our first partner of locally owned partner event. And it's with a group called the Chesterfield quarterback league CQL. And we're going to do a jamboree with them in August of 2024. The text message, the emails I got afterwards of like, we're so excited to have the county kind of behind us. And it wasn't that the county was ever not behind them. It's prioritizing that. And Parks and our Parks and Rec is great. They host wonderful programs. They keep these venues. They staff them. You know, we're a big outdoor recreation destination. And, you know, their water access programs, kayaking, Dutch Gap, all of our historical programs amazing. That's going to help us tell our story as we build our kind of overarching brand that we're going to call Experience Chesterfield. But it's just wonderful to get back down into the local community and partner with them. Because again, as I said earlier, we're all working towards the same mission and goal, which is to grow sports and have the best venues for our residents. So what are some small goals that you and your team have already accomplished in seven months? And what are some of the real big goals on the agenda that you have for 2024? Yeah, so I think, uh, like you you heard me reference, we had to build that brand. So we had a brand for both national and local to connect to, which is that Play Chesterfield brand. That was a goal that, you know, it was a quick start. Uh, We wanted it by a conference in October with our sports tourism operator. So, you know, while we check that brand off the box, the next goal is tied to that too, which is to develop that brand within the community. We're going to do things. We're going to start the Chesterfield Sports Hall of Fame in the fall of 2024 with kind of a whole week of activities. So again, it's about taking that brand and connecting it into the community. We are going to build out that overarching brand called Experience Chesterfield. There's a version that our economic development department has used with that brand before, but we're going to take it and totally revitalize it into a tool for our residents and visitors alike. So that's definitely a goal, but, you know, really it was about getting a team in place. We have a team of four, myself, three other people, two are kind of focused on the selling and operational side of sports tourism and those 150 events. And my colleague who focuses on the storytelling content, play Chesterfield, experience Chesterfield and getting us into that local community. We'll have a ton of other local initiatives, um, but I think the number one thing I want to do is, from a brand building perspective, is get that Hall of Fame off the ground, partner with some of our local organizations to create locally owned events, whether they're owned by the partner, owned by us. We'll get to that point. But just like that Jubilee Jamboree with the CQL Chesterfield Quarterback League, I know we're going to go attract and host the best national, international bid-on events with a great partner at RRT and our Parks and Rec Department. But we have a mission, and that's to support our resident organization. What advice would you give to someone who's listening to this podcast who is either going to do an offshoot of a sports commission like you've done or start something literally from scratch? 
What would you tell them? What would you tell them to motivate them when they're tired and they're feeling like maybe this was a bad decision? What's the what's the advice you give them to kind of uplift them and, and get them moving in the right direction? This is a growing industry. We're doing this all across the country. We may not have the right model for another destination, but we have the right model for Chesterfield County. I really think taking a look, you have to evaluate at the local level. And yes, the bid on events are what invigorates largely the big time visitor spending, but that also doesn't have to be the case, just like here in Chesterfield. So I really think, you know, as much as I've been doing this for seven years with Chesterfield County, I still did not have that knowledge of exactly what our local level entails, what the groups, the needs of the groups, you know, the growth of the groups. Our county's growing with, you know, I think the number is 31 new residents a day. That affects youth sports, right? And so you have to take a step back and evaluate. We brought in a third party to do some stakeholder interviews for us. So it was myself evaluating, meeting with groups, and then also them meeting with those same stakeholders and kind of getting we came to the same conclusion. So again, you got to take that step back. You got to work very hand in hand with your parks and rec departments, with your board of supervisors, with your administration. And what does the local level mean to sports tourism? And for us, that is our path forward. Well, JC, thank you so much for joining us on this edition of the Sports Travel Podcast. I very much enjoyed this. And I, I think a lot of people are going are gonna to see what you've done and, and have some hope that they can be successful doing it as well. So thank you very much for joining us and good luck to continued success in uh, Chesterfield. I appreciate it so much. If anybody wants to reach out, J at chesterfield.gov or go to our website, playchesterfield.com. This has been another edition of the Sports Travel Podcast. Thanks for listening and be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast on all your favorite platforms, including iTunes, Google Play, and Spotify. Past episodes are also available at sportstravelmagazine.com which features breaking news and in-depth features on stories related to the sports events industry. Be sure to visit us daily at sportstravelmagazine.com, at Sports Travel on Twitter and Instagram, and at Sports Travel Magazine on Facebook and LinkedIn. Until then, this is Justin Shaw for Sports Travel, and thanks for listening.